0: Glasses. Yeah, 100.
1: <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for stopping by, episode 100 of Real Estate Woo-hoo! Titans. I'm super excited. Um, this is an absolute honor. Uh, thanks everybody again so much for your love and support. Over, well over doing this for a year. Uh, we're gonna do this a little bit different for any of the pre announcements. If you guys have listened or you know saw any of these things. Uh, We have a very special guest host for this particular episode 100, which we're dubbing it the man behind the Titans. Uh, We're going to spin the camera on me, and uh, I'm going to tell you my story and what's going on. Um, And again, our very amazing featured guest host here and fellow Titan Treasure Davis. I'm super honored to have you, Treasure. Thank you so much for taking the time.
0: I am super honored to be the one that was selected through... However, we want to say it coercion. Yes, to be the one to, <laughs> in a good
1: way. In a good way.
0: In a good way, to get you to share your story. Um, I know lots of people have been looking forward to it, so thank you so much for taking the leap of faith Absolutely. to share your story. And we're super excited. Love it.
1: I-, I can't wait to really dive into it. It's a little awkward. It's a little different uh, flipping it around, but I totally get it. I do want to give Treasure a shout out. Um, if you have not seen her episode, it's episode number ten. Uh, so, please take a look, take a listen. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast if you're a podcaster, but if you want to watch it, it's on Facebook uh, directly on Real Estate Titans. So, without further ado, yes, I'm going to turn it over to you, Treasure. This From is
0: 10 to 100. Here we are. 10 to 100. This is yes. crazy.
1: This is crazy. So
0: exciting. So, I have some questions for you. I'm super excited to start this off. So, tell everybody what's Real Estate Titans about?
1: Okay, um, and I really am excited to kind of tell this. And I, I thought I was was pretty clear on it, but I guess I wasn't, because so many people are like, "Why are you doing this? What's going on, Greg? What, what spawned this whole idea?" So. Um, Really, real estate titans comes down to showcasing wonderful professionals uh, in the real estate world. So when it comes to realtors, lenders, builders, developers, uh, residential or commercial, and it's essentially me traveling throughout the marketplace, really gathering um, their inspiration, their motivation, their tactics, uh, tools that they've used for success and um, really growth into their business. So for the advisory portion, that's great, but it's so much more than just real estate. Uh, you're really getting to know people's stories, mm-hmm. their whys, their struggles, what really drives them and motivates them to do what they do, to the level that they do it at, um, and what I consider a real estate titan. Uh, so it's really you know, young and old, male and female, new and seasoned into the industry. Uh, everybody has a, a direction and a story and advice to give. And, and the audience out there, hopefully, you're appreciating this content uh, you know, that's going on. I'm not monetizing this. Uh, I wasn't charged to do this. It was a passion project. Uh, And here we are at episode 100, so.
0: Love it. Absolutely. So, what inspired you to start the show?
1: Okay. Uh, well, to me, when it comes down to, to really doing it, this has been years in the making. So, for me, it's uh, I, I'm a firm believer you practice what you preach. So, uh, you know, I love digital marketing and advertising technology. I've been eating, sleeping, and breathing it for well over a decade, especially with real estate professionals. Uh, so, I really had to walk my talk with video and the importance of really capitalizing on you know, consumer attention and, and really getting awareness out there. So years ago, I was really thinking to myself, what's some content that would get me excited? Mm -hmm. What's what's content that I would tune into uh, that could inspire, that could motivate, that you could really learn and grow from? So I look back on my career thus far, and I've had thousands of conversations with amazing professionals from all over the world. Uh, and really just taking their story and their struggle and their successes and failures and applied so much of that success and knowledge to my personal life that I thought, I really need to share this with everybody else. So hence, throw a camera and some lights and some mics on it, and here's Real Estate Titans born.
0: I love it, and congratulations on 100 episodes. Thank
1: you, yeah, it's super cool, super cool.
0: So this is my favorite question to ask you. Okay. Tell us about you.
1: Oh gosh, and you know we were kind of discussing off camera we before we went live. It's it's uh, kind of an awkward thing to talk about yourself. Um, you know, I was brought up and raised to you know really not talk about yourself. Uh, it's not necessarily the the best thing from a manner standpoint to do. Uh, you know, for me it's always about others. It's always about their story and and you know who I'm working with and things. So, putting it past these past few days of really thinking about these questions in, in my mind and, and really spinning the script on me that I've interviewed 99 you know, professionals on the show thus far, it's been pretty odd for sure. Yes. So, um, but I will definitely do my best to kind of go into it and tell you guys a little bit about my story. So uh, I guess to start out with, uh, you know grew up in Washington State. So youngest of four boys. Uh, So that was really great, because there was always uh, somebody to hang out with. There was always a tree to climb, a stump to jump into. We used to play foxes and hounds and capture the flag. And we were always outside, even though the weather was kind of like it is today here in Colorado, kind of rainy and muggy. Mm-hmm. When you're a kid, you don't care. You right. know, you're in roller, you're rollerblading around, skateboarding around, having a good time. We still played video games, don't get me wrong. we were a Nintendo family.
0: But, <laughs> um, you
1: know, it comes down to it. I think that that's uh, really important to, to have that family camaraderie. It's very important to me. Um, my father is an engineer. So really in Washington State, um, you know, there's two major places to work as an engineer. It's Boeing or Microsoft. He worked for Boeing. Uh, so he got a job offer at British Airways. So we actually moved to England for three years. Wow! So it was kind of an interesting effect as being a, a young American boy and you know, being big into sports and baseball and football and everything that's going on. And you're leaving all your friends, you're leaving your country and your culture, going to England you know, where it's rugby and cricket and they call it football, but soccer, right? Um, it was definitely an experience. We stuck out like sore thumbs. As far as the, the four American boys in the, in the school, right? And so it was just kind of an experience. Uh, we've been very blessed to you know travel the world because of that. So you know I think we visited uh, as a family 41 states in the United States, 16 different countries. So we've done a lot of travel. Um, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that the books we read and the conversations that we have and the travel that we do and the positive and negatives in our life create who we are. So uh, even though that there was a lot of hardship when you're a kid and you're like, oh, I don't want to go here. I don't want to move. There's my friends and we're traveling. um, I look back on it and it was an amazing experience. Um, Where
0: was your favorite place to visit in the States and out of the States?
1: Oh, gosh. So in the States, uh, you know, I I'm a fan of California and I know it kind of sounds cliche. And there's so many people that move to California and do all these things. I, I personally, I don't think I'd ever live there, but I love the ocean. Yes. Uh, you know, I love the water, and um, you know, there's there's a certain smell in, in a beautiful way in San Diego. As far as I'm concerned, it just it just smells so sweet. But uh, so I, I definitely am a California fan. We're going to be out there uh, later on in June, just kind of a family trip, uh, my wife and I. So it's kind of nice to do that. Um, but out of the United States, my all-time favorite trip uh, was Egypt. So you know, traveling to Cairo and you know, going into the Giza pyramids and Um, You know hopping on top of a camel and and just you know, it's there's so much history, Uh, you know King Tut's tomb uh, There was just so much uh, in that trip that was guided. That was a really really cool experience I would love to go back again Uh, close second place was Italy um, For us, you know very specifically, uh, you know as a kid and then just remembering that later on so um, Yeah, but great question on that. Yeah, for sure Um, so Going into that whole time frame, so we were there for three years. Uh, Before my father's uh, contract was up with British Airways, he got a job offer at Computer Sciences Corporation, CSC. Uh, So we moved back stateside, so Connecticut. And that's kind of time frame, high school, college, age range. That's actually where I met my wife, Ashley, uh, was in high school. We weren't high school sweethearts, um, but we've known each other for that long. Uh, Really, really cool story, that sort of of way.
0: yeah, we're going to stop oh, yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to stop right there. Love it. Love Let's it. hear the story.
1: Sure. Yes. So, <laughs> um, you know, I definitely met um Ashley and I love you if you're watching. Uh, it's a really, really great way to go about it because when you know somebody for as long as we have, um, you know, we had similar friends, but we mm-hmm. never really hung out together. So, we knew each other. We ran cross country track and field together. Um so there was always a friendship, if you will, but it was very small. She was in my brother Sean's grade, so she was a grade above me, um, you know. And then we just literally stayed in touch, came out and visited years and years later after we left uh, Connecticut. Um, just to see some friends, things like that. And I reached out to her. And this was on MySpace. So this goes back to MySpace (laughs) time frame, everybody. And, um, you know, so we traveled out there. Uh, I think we went to Six Flags. Uh, I won't forget, and hopefully I'm not embarrassing you, hun. But uh, these are one of the things that really stood out to me. Uh, I smelt this hot dog smell in the air, and we were standing right next to each other. And uh, I think she burped in front of me, and I knew that we were very comfortable. And I said something like, "What was that smell?" And uh, it, it was just
0: why would you share that?
1: <laughs> it's just how I am. I'm sorry. So this is me, everybody. I'm very open. I'm very open. Yes, that. you are. But uh, but I, I love that about her. She was real. Uh, you know, she's very honest and upfront. She's my best friend. Um, yes. You know, and I can't say enough beautiful things about my wife, and and that'll be a part of my why later on for sure. Okay. Um, so all right, so we moved to Connecticut, that sort of thing. Um, you know, shortly going through that time frame in my life, my parents have been out here in Colorado for, I think about 14 years, 13 years something along those lines, had an opportunity to uh, really um, ha- start business and kind of going through to Colorado, be closer to family. Uh, my wife Ashley's family is all on the East Coast, either in Connecticut or upstate New York. Uh, so we had visited Colorado several times. We loved the outdoors, everything that's going on. You know, I missed my family, so we took a leap of faith. Um, you know, we kind of left our occupations, and we moved out here. And uh, the, the rest is kind of history with Colorado. Um, when it comes down to a business standpoint, uh, I really fell into the industry. And I think there's a lot of professionals that fall into the real estate world, whether yes. it's you know a, a real estate professional, like a realtor, a lender, a builder, a title person, whatever the case may be. you ca- It's not something you dream about. Someday I, that's, that's me, that's my <laughs> dream job. Usually it's something cool, like a firefighter right. or an astronaut or a baseball player. Right. You know, typically, but- Race uh, car driver. Right, yes. which is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, hence, uh, off topic into here, a few things. I, I love- cars. Uh, if you guys couldn't tell out there, if you're just listening to this, we are in an amazing dealership. So shout out to Travis at Porsche Colorado Springs. Uh, these are not my cars. So I do not want to deceive <laughs> anybody. These are not mine. There's millions of dollars of the cars in here. Um, but I love track time. Anything that I can do on the racetrack, uh, if I can go to car shows or just be in this environment, I call this the candy shop um, because there's just so many different colors and cars from all over, uh, not just Porsche. There's, you know, Ferraris and Lamborghinis and all kinds of things that come in and out of here. Um, but I actually, just on off topics into there, I love chess. Uh, that's not something that a lot of people know about me. It's kind of nerdy, but people who really know me know that I am a nerd. Um, so I was in chess club when I was growing up, so um, I love to play. Uh, it's just one of those things where I enjoy Uh, that game. Uh, I love movies. So I grew up with my dad uh, watching all kinds of films. So from the Donna film all the way up to the latest and greatest in all genres, right? And whether it's action films or dramas or romantic comedies, um, it's just something that's very close to my heart and I still love to today. Um, Okay, so we have to stop there. So
0: what's your favorite all-time movie? I know I'm getting off track, but this this is is a conversation. This is
1: great. So You know, that's it's hard to really break down, but I'm a big Paul Newman, Robert Redford fan. Okay. So, and and that's, again, kind of dating my movies because, you know, uh, Paul Newman's well-passed away. Robert Redford's still uh, with us. Um, But it would have to be Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. And then with them, again, in an ensemble, uh, The Sting. So I really love those two films, Uh, you know, two different types of films with the same actors in there. Um, You know, those are... Those are probably my favorite films
0: of all time. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. So
1: how about you, Treasure? Because this is a different question.
0: Well, um, I don't. Pop culture is not my. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. uh,
1: What about a genre? Is there a certain, like, do you like comedies? Is it action films? I mean, if
0: I'm going to watch something, it's going to be something like a romantic comedy. Something I don't have to think about. I can just enjoy it and go back. I don't like a lot of drama. There's enough drama in day to day real estate world. So I really don't want to enjoy that. But this is not about me. This okay. is getting back to your story. See how good she and is, everybody. here we go. This is good. So, so, OK, so back
1: to, back back to the story. To, back to um, the story. So falling into the industry, that sort of thing. Yes. I've been um, in the title industry for you know going on nine years now. Um, it's been a wonderful experience for me to really grow who I am as a person mm-hmm. and grow my passions, which anybody who knows me, my passion really lies in the digital space, Um, you know, marketing and advertisement on the digital end. Um, I've been very blessed to train thousands of real estate professionals across the United States um, to really grow and scale their business, take things and and systematize what's working and what's not from the top producers. Top one percentile is really what I focus on. um, And I think that that's extremely important to know. So I mean, I've I've spoken on the biggest stages out there, and I've been very blessed and fortunate to do so. But it is a huge passion of mine. If I can get in front of one person or an entire audience, just really get excited about this info. Um, so that's really uh, you know, where I've gone and, and what I am today. I've been in sales my whole life, so I, I want to state that right off the bat. I think that a lot of us are in sales, and some, certain people don't want to admit it, but I think mm. everybody is. Um, if you have a family, Uh, If you have a job, you're in sales. You're always selling something, convincing somebody, negotiating something. Uh, So I think that's important to note. But uh, I was that little kid with a backwards Seattle Mariners cap knocking on doors selling candy bars. So I love people. I love their story. And that's another portion of why this particular show started is I'm just naturally curious. I want to know from smarter people, from better people, and try to learn and apply to my life. And, And I think that that's a commonality that we'll get into later, but you should always be learning. You should always always be growing. Um, So that's really me, in a nutshell, kind of going through background and why I do what I do and who I am.
0: Okay, so we're gonna hit a lot more on your wife and your daughter, Olivia. Let's do it. We're not skipping that piece. Mm. So we're gonna hit that pretty hard. Perfect. We wanna know everything from the time you met, fast forward to having your daughter. And I know that's a big part of your why. That
1: is. So both of those are a big part of my why, uh, you know, coming down to it. So I guess I could start I guess I could start with my why, and then weave them into that because they are two big parts of my why. Absolutely. Um, so I guess going back to my initial thought process of what your why is, right? What motivates you? What drives you? Um, that's a really kind of cliche question for a lot of people, but it's I think it's really telling. It's important to know what drives you, motivates you. So my why has evolved over this time. You know, it hasn't been one thing, and it, I don't think it'll ever just be one thing that really goes and drives. But it started out when I was younger uh, really just to support myself. It it came down to, I want to make sure that I'm doing what I can to drive myself to higher levels so that I can support my lifestyle, so that I can support my future and my future family. So I'm not going to sugarcoat it. My wife started with money. I I wanted to make sure that I was solidifying myself. Um, That shortly changed after I got married. And talking about my wife, Ashley, um, she's my everything. Uh, I, I can't stress enough. She's my best friend. Um, you know, when it came down to to everything that that I've become and the man that I am, I wouldn't be who I am without her. Uh, and I, I say that with my open heart. Uh, so that was a big drive for me when we got married. It's not about me anymore. It's about this person, and I want to make sure that she's taken care of and, and whatever we need together as a, as a as a team, as a unit, that it's there. So that was a huge driving force for me in my why. Uh, and again she's my best friend she knows that i mean i have the best times with her and so we we have our 10 year anniversary next month congratulations um, thank this you. is the
0: 10 the 100 back to the yeah
1: 10. these are these are big uh-huh. there's a common ground yes, here everybody there is. but um yeah so Han, if you're watching i love you so much um so that's been my he second adores one you. absolutely adore the, no doubt yes. No doubt. uh now going into it it's adjusted from there um Again, as I started to really dive deep into my career path and really engage with people from all over, and inspiring and motivating, and, and really driving traffic—not just for their businesses, but you know, really adjusting the thought process for family and growth and balance—my uh, life adjusted to influence really making an impact on people's lives on a larger scale, because there's only so much that we can do as individuals for ourselves and our families. You can always make more money, and you can always enrich relationships that are very close to you, family, and, and, and everything along those lines. But what are we doing up beyond ourselves?
0: Right. And
1: I think that that's very important. So I wanted to make sure that I was making an impact, that I was doing something right and something different. Um, you know, So that really, really has dr- drove and motivated me for a long time. Uh, let's go to the most recent why that has been my daughter, Olivia. Yes. So she is just over nine months now, um, you know, going on 10 months. So there's another 10. Uh, <laughs> wow, this is very, very weird. Uh, but I, she, it's hard to describe. And anybody who is, doesn't have children, it's going to be hard for you to really get this. Anybody who does, they're going to know exactly what I'm saying. Um, I won't forget this particular story. Uh, Ash was well along, big, belly, um, you know, pregnant, and that sort of thing. And I was laying on the couch and I think it was a Sunday afternoon and I was just shutting my eyes because naps really don't happen. I mean, if you can get five <laughs> minutes in, that's awesome. Just close your eyes. All right. Um, so I remember hearing this shuffle, sh- sh- just a feet, And then I look up and I see this big belly, like right in my face, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of side profile. And it was this overwhelming joy and love for this little person who's not even here yet and i just knew i was done i knew that something it changed me and all my buddies like oh it's going to change you and you're going to change and things are going to adjust and um but until it actually happens you really don't know what and it's so beautiful um and it's not perfect i mean just like any relationship it's work but mm-hmm. things that you care for you're going to put the time in, you're going to work for it um and if you don't that shows you your priority list right um so When Olivia came out, you know, and she was here and I was holding her, I just thought to myself, look, it's not that I don't care about influence and impacting people's lives. And it's not that I don't care about my wife and my family and and really inspiring and motivating them and supporting them. And it's not that I don't care about money anymore. But at the end of the day, when this little girl came into my life, I said, if I don't do right by her, if I'm not influencing her and being the best man that I can be through, through really impacting her, all the rest of it. It just doesn't have as much weight.
0: Absolutely. So uh,
1: that's it. I mean, right now, those are those are my whys, and they're all there. But uh, Olivia is definitely the most recent version of that uh, particular why. So, yeah,
0: that's, Great. that's that. Um, so how did you know um, that you were going to marry Ashley? How did you propose to her? Tell Ooh. us how you knew.
1: Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> the details on that, I will keep private why? on how it went down. It That is... This is for that's for another show. How, however, how did Ooh, I, I got a good one. How I we'll, we'll do this we'll do this after. Okay, Treasure. you and I we I got have a, a conversation. Good one. We have a conversation. I don't, I don't know if after to appreciate how I did. I, I thought it was cool, but um, so when it came Whoa. down to it, the reason how I knew. Yes.
0: Um,
1: I think that I was the forever single guy. So, just again, a little bit of background into me. It, it's never that I've been a, a romantic, and you know that this was just kind of my mo. My plan was to move out to L.A. with my brother Sean, and you know we we did one last trip to Connecticut, and then you know my wife spun my whole world upside down, and that's really how I knew is. Um, I, I could be myself, you know, yes. I, I could uh, I, I could really have these fun, amazing conversations, you know what I mean? And there was no stress, and there was no ill will, and there was, she's just so down to earth and level-headed, and we balance each other in so many different ways, you know, I'm very outgoing, and, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk to a wall, right? I mean, if nobody's <laughs> in the room, I just want, I, I love conversation. She's a little bit more reserved and conservative, and I think we balance each other that way, but she, at the end of the day, and I know that so many people are going to roll their eyes. She makes me a better man. She she supports who I am. And, and I think that anybody who's hit a level of success or greatness in their lives under any circumstances, they have a team. They have somebody to support and back them up. Um, that's been my wife. Yes. So how I knew was um, we had taken a trip to New York City. That's where we I feel we fell in love, which is why I really love that city. Um, uh it's so close you know to Connecticut, you just hop a train and then be there through New Haven um to Grand Central but uh it was we hung out in New York City all day and I was just about to hop on a plane, and we were kind of saying our goodbyes, not really knowing if what was happening. I mean, I know that I felt very deep and strong. And it's was with my brother Sean, and he knows me at the time better than anybody else in the world now. Obviously, my wife does. but um, So we get on the plane, and I just start crying. I'm a mess. you know, And I'm, I'm, I don't get this way around women. I, it was never this way. I was just, hey, we're hanging out. This is a great time. We, we passed like ships in the night sometimes. There was no real, real level. And I just knew that there was something different about her because I'm feeling this kind of way. It turns out that as soon as I get off the plane and I pick up the phone and call her, she's crying. So we're both were just super emotional about being apart. Um, and I knew that at that time we were on the same wavelength. So there's 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 a huge answer to that. But yeah, anyway, thanks for asking. See, that cause that's good. I just
0: like to get right to the heart of it. And I hit something good. So I will report back.
1: Yes, yes. I'll get about per-
0: the engagement. I'll
1: get permission from the boss if I can tell that. I don't know if she'd like that publicized nationally, but I, it's cool. It'll be fine. I thought it was we'll good.
0: We'll get the permission. <laughs> so <laughs> Let me work on it for a minute.
1: <laughs> Love it. Love it.
0: So what drives you and motivates you? to do what you do at the level that you do it at?
1: Oh, gosh. So there's so many uh, different levels of motivation that I think, uh, you know, we all have to kind of go through and look at. Um, I, I think a lot of that is the the why portion that we already kind of discussed, right? Yes. And that's really what drives and motivates me um, and inspires me that's going on. So um, there's nothing that I would really add to that particular question. Okay. Um, you know, it's just everything
0: that I mentioned, the the why's that, um, that I went through. That's really it. And so what continues to motivate you now that all of that you've hit that level? Like what's the continuation piece?
1: Oh gosh, I mean, I think it comes back down to just having that impact and and doing something that's a little bit different and and making a difference in, in people's lives. I mean, to me, that's just so crucially important. And anybody who knows me, uh, I just, I want to give, I want to give knowledge and time and, and collaborate and mastermind. So I think taking that to another level is a continual motivation for me, yes. you know, it's just to really go through it. And if it's, you know, making people look different at their business or balancing their life or whatever's going on, I'm there. And then that really, really just keeps me going. It really. And does. that's
0: why he is episode number
1: 100. Oh gosh, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so if you could look back. At your business thus far, mm-hmm. and pick one or two things that took your business to the next level. What are those things for you?
1: Hmm. So, I, I like that question because I think there, there's action behind a lot of this stuff going into it. Now, from my perspective, um, some of the real estate professionals that are watching, I think they can take a lot of this. Now, I have a little bit of cheat sheet in here just to, to keep me on track, because I can get going. Um, so for me, when it comes down to it, I've always lived this way in my life and these three principles of working hard, yes, doing right by people, yes, and knowing my product. So I've always been successful in my life through business it, with those three principles. And I, I think that if we break that down, people always say, oh, work smarter, not harder. Well, the true professionals understand that hard work never goes away. Correct. Now there's systems you can set in place so that you, instead of working for eight hours really hard, you're working four hours really hard, but you're still working when you're working. Um, so that never goes away. And I think that putting the time in, you're not an overnight success. There's no such thing. I mean, people throw that around. I'm a 17-year overnight success. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I think that that's a principle um, you know, that I've lived by in indirectly to that. Um, you know, when it comes down to, doing right by people, being genuine in nature, understanding what their needs are, listening more than you speak. Uh, You know, I've been very blessed to have several mentors in my life. Uh, You know, my father uh, and my mother, huge influences on my life. I wouldn't be the man that I am today without them, uh, with their influence and impact um, to me. But, you know, throughout my career path, having people reach out and say, hey, Greg, maybe try it this way maybe try it this way, and just being humble and open enough to say, I don't know it all, and I don't pretend to, Mm -hmm. and I can learn from greater people, and I don't have to do everything that they say, pick or choose from here and from there, and then kind of collaborate. So I think that that's really, really important, is to do right by people, be genuine. that They read it. They know if you're being right or not. They know if you actually care or not, and I think Mm -hmm. that that translates through any business uh, in any portion. Uh, This world does not revolve around money This world revolves around people, and at the end of the day, money is meaningless without people. Um, So I think that that's important for everybody to take away, too. So that's something that's for me. And then, um, you know, the, the last portion to that is, you know, knowing your product. You should always be a student of your craft. You can never know enough, right? So I don't care what business you're in, you can learn more. You can reach out to somebody who knows more. You can always learn and grow and adapt to who you are. Um, so I've always just put that into my life. I said I want to learn. I want to grow. I mean, I'm an avid reader. And we'll talk about books and podcasts and everything later on. But you should always be educated. I don't care if you went to a four-year degree, if you got a master's or bachelor's or whatever, or if you just went to high school. Um, you should always be learning. That, that piece of paper should not stop you from con- continuing to grow, um, especially in your field. So those things really stand out to me directly. Mm-hmm. I wrote some notes in addition to that because I think that there's a little
0: bit more. Um, And the minute you think that you know everything and you don't have anything to learn from anybody else, I really believe that that's when you lose. Well said. You just really lose then. Well said. Um, Yeah. Even after being in real estate for 15 years, I went to a class the other day and was taking notes and and they were like, you're not going to learn anything from this class. And I thought, I guarantee you I will learn things in this class. And after it was over, I went up and said, I learned this from this class, I learned this from this class. Hmm. I'm always learning. And that's how it should be, absolutely. So I agree with everything that you're saying.
1: Listen straight from a treasure here. It's not just me saying this. But and you know
0: I don't like to agree with you like all the time.
1: Oh, gosh, Every <laughs> once in a while I get lucky. Uh, so when it comes down to that, there's a few things. I'm a big tech nut and a nerd, right? So, people that hang out with me and that have worked with me, I'm all about technology, digital marketing and advertisement, scaling and growing your business. Um, I think that learning your craft and understanding where the consumers are going. What happened five years ago, 10 years ago, is not necessarily relevant today. Absolutely. Six months ago, right? And, and it's cyclical. Things come and go back into popularity. The consumers drive the bus. So um, setting up proper systems, utilizing right technologies and social medias and, and everything to scale and grow and automate as much as possible, but sti- still being real with people. Mm-hmm. Still being face to face, belly to belly, being involved in the communities, uh, You know, shaking your hands of your clients and your diehard fans, and being with friends. And and family that never goes away. But using the proper technology and tools, whether you're at a mega brokerage um, or whether you're just an individual broker, right? You need to know what's relevant. And if you don't know it, the the excuse of well, I'm older. I didn't grow up with that. That doesn't fly, right? No. You didn't. You weren't born knowing how to drive. You learned how to drive. We're in a beautiful dealership right here with some amazing cars that I'm sure everybody would love to learn how to drive. This is the big thing. So I think that's important to note. Um, So that's something to me is setting up the right tech and tools and systems. If you don't know them, reach out to your peers, right? Uh, Reach out to your managing brokers, whatever's going on. There's so much at your fingertips. Don't be overwhelmed, because at the end of the day, not everything, not the next shiny bell or whatever's hot right now, isn't necessarily relevant for your markets, relevant for your business. Know your craft, have your finger on the pulse, and then add technology when it's applied and necessary. hugely important,
0: in my opinion. That's everything. You hit it on the head. Absolutely. Cool. Yes. Yeah. I,
1: I mean, I, so I, I love that. And then, so going into um, the next portion into here, and I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. Um, you know, when it comes to that. So I did touch on mentors and teams. So I think when you're talking about having mentors, reaching out to people is extremely important. I find, and correct me if I'm wrong, Treasure truly, uh, that the Uh, the, the most successful people, they want to share. They want to give. There's plenty of business out there for everybody, but there's a lot of uh, newer professionals, or maybe even some um, mid-tier timeframe professionals that just don't want to reach out. Um, And I think that's important. They're not just going to give it away, but you got to ask. Um, so surrounding yourself with smarter better people that are going on that have been there that have done that um, And picking and choosing I think is important um, and then building that team Now, I'm not just talking about a team as you know You have a transaction coordinator and you have your assistants that are going on here buyers agent whatever is going on I mean your full team and that includes your personal team which is your family and friends and That includes your business team which is certain things we discussed vendors and support staff things that are going on No one does it alone no one Um, So I think that the takeaways for everybody to me and and what's really accelerated my business is surrounding myself with great people. And uh, again, if I'm the smartest person in the room, I know so many people use this all the time, I get out. Yes, me too. I want to make sure that I'm learning from better people and that I'm adding to my sphere just as much as I'm taking away. It's harsh reality, but it's true. You have to audit your spheres. The five personal and professional relationships that you have, that's who you become. Um, You want to help out as many people as you can, but you have to learn from the people that are around you and give as well. So I think that your surroundings are important, mentors, team, um, that sort of thing. No one does it alone. Uh, And last for me, which I feel kind of took it to another level and really expanded uh, my business and exposure is just straight out being you, being an original. Uh, Try not to be a carbon copy of somebody else. Um, Walk like a duck, talk like a duck. When it comes to real estate, there's so many real estate professionals that have to look a certain way and act a certain way and talk a certain way that. No. They want real, they want raw, they want to connect with people. So at the end of the day, it's hard to do. And, and this right now is very awkward just to be kind of throwing this out to everybody. But when you're one-on-one with somebody, be real, be in the moment, put your phones away, do what you need to do to, to have a real genuine conversation. Even if it's 15 minutes, compliment somebody really doing that. But I think that the trailblazers, the mavericks, um, they're the ones who stand out. They're the ones who really step out. So if you want to be in that top tier in any circumstances, you have to figure out what the best of the best are doing, make your own version of it, and ride it out. The 90% are getting the 90% results for a reason. Focus on top 10, top 5, top 1. That's crucially important. That's what I've always done in my life.
0: And I think that's really important to hit on is that while you can model things that other people do, it should be about modeling it, not going after what they have or who they are, it should be your version of how that is, and going after you, not saying, well, they do that, I'm going to do that, when it's not generally who you are. Right. Um, Especially in a town of, you know, Colorado Springs, for example, it's a small city. Sure. It's a big city, but it's a small city. Everybody knows everybody. Right. Everybody knows Greg Fowler. Oh, and and Treasure Davis. (laughs) You know, this is great, but
1: it's kind of like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, everybody does know everybody, and it is the biggest small town, but I, I look at that as a positive. You Absolutely. can really leverage a good reputation. You can really leverage relationships this way. Um, be involved in the communities that you live and be involved with your friends and family and expand on referral business. That's huge. Um, yeah, so I, I think those are all really good points, you know, kind of go into it. So.
0: Yes, great. I love everything you're saying so far. Awesome. I haven't had to call you out on anything. Oh, gosh, so I'll cross my fingers. It's cross my fingers. At the end. <laughs> Here we go. That's <laughs> okay. what this table's
1: here for, by yes. the way.
0: Mm -hmm, that's true we're not sure who's gonna win yet (laughs) (laughs) okay so now here we are episode 100 yes after interviewing 99 of the top real estate professionals i mean you've had amazing realtors on this show right um what are some of the common threads like what are some of the major takeaways that you got from each of them because everybody came with such a dynamic story. Sure. What really stood out to you?
1: I love that and I would love to do a whole episode just on that in particular. Uh, I do have some highlights uh, to me very specific just to kind of answer that particular question. Um, You know, so really when it comes down to the first thing that stood out to me in a common thread with uh, all the feature Titans that are out there is passion. Uh, I think that you can't be successful at what you do or it's very difficult to fake passion. Uh, you have to love some aspect of uh, what the community is, what your occupation is about, what you're doing for the community. Um, so I, I'm a firm believer that you have to be passionate. If you're not passionate about what you do, you're in the wrong business. You need to get out and find what that is, because you're never going to be the best of the best if you're not loving what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And no job is perfect or career, right? There's there's good and bad in everything, but you have to look at it. Does it get you excited every day? Does it motivate you? And the Titans. Trust me when I tell you they're passionate about what they do. And that's why they're the top tier professionals, in my opinion. Uh, One reason is passion. Uh, Another one is consistency. So there's a lot of really heavy hitting professionals that come and go. They're a flash in the pan, right? The market's good mm-hmm. and everybody's doing well, and you know, as soon as it goes down, because it's cyclical, as you know, um, then they're out onto the next thing. They're making a quick buck. Uh, this is not a get rich quick kind of position. It's nothing about that. You lay and plant the seeds, and this is years and years and years and cultivating and really being genuine. Um, the true stick around. Um, so I think that being consistent in who you are and your brand and your message and with follow-up and follow-through, the consistencies in this nature are huge. So I I find that every Titan has been very consistent in their life and very consistent with their careers and what's going on into real estate. Um, So consistency, consistency, um, I think is everything when it comes down to it. Um, Another thing that really sticks out to me when it comes down to um, that thing is always learning, and we always talked. We talked about that already. So you should always be learning, always be growing. That's a common thread through a lot of the titans. It doesn't matter where it's coming from—about your industry, about your neighborhoods, about your consumers. Um, really, things that are changing the contracts, everything that's going on in your world, you should know. You should try to learn and grow, and always do it. Little chunks, and I, I, I find that uh, a lot of the titans are just ferocious learners. They're always learning, they're always growing. Um, There's some highly educated titans that have multiple degrees, and there's some that barely graduated high school. I mean, again, it doesn't matter what your schooling comes down to, you're learning your business. Um, So I think that's crucial uh, when it comes down to it, is always learning uh, that I found into it. Uh, Another thing is mindset. So a lot of the titans that have been featured on this series have a very strong mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that they're stubborn. What I'm saying is that Probably. they're, well, <laughs> some can be. Uh, but when it comes down to it, their mindset's very strong in a positive nature. They're always driving. Yes. They're always working for greatness and to do more. And, and it's not just about commission checks and driving more transactions. It's what impact are you doing in the communities? What are you doing above and beyond? How are you really, really growing? And this business goes up and down, right? And there's a lot of tough times and tough decisions. But if you have a positive mindset, a lot can be accomplished. And I find that so many of the Titans just are right there with their mindsets. They're training their mind to think a different way uh, and why they've had success. So uh, another thing is systems. So a lot of the Titans that are featured on here They have systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is nothing new for everybody. But if you don't have proper systems for what you do on a daily basis, what your weekly calendar, monthly calendar, what your listening presentation, working with buyers looks like, what you're doing on digital space, all those things are systematized for a reason. Because at the end of the day, you're not supposed to be a nerd. You're not supposed to be on the computer all day long. You're supposed to be with people. These systems allow you to be in front of more people. And you're not doing yourself any favors if you're that ninja agent, what I always say, you know, the ghost agent who you're the coolest person in the world, but no one knows what you do, or you just don't exist to the majority of the population. You have to be in front of people, out of sight, out of mind, is a thing. Um, So I think that that's a really, really big thing as systems come down to it. Um, And then last but not least, when it comes down to it, is action. Uh, there's the, when it comes down to the common thread of the Titans, they take action. And you could be have the most grand ideas in the world and want to accomplish so much into your life. But at the end of the day, if you put it on paper and you have it on a board, it's just a dream. The action makes reality. And there's so many Titans that are out there that have said, you know what? This is what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to do it. And they reverse engineered it. Here's the goal. Here are the steps I need to actually take. And then they started doing it. Yes. They didn't make the excuses. Oh, I'll do that later. I'll get back to that. They kept Pushing forward one bite, one chunk at a time until they're that 17 year overnight success, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that those, some ones that have touched on me, but I would love to create an episode just on that in particular. I think there's so much knowledge through the past 99 episodes that everybody who's watching or listening to this can really soak up, Mm -hmm. especially episode 10 the treasure day that's just 10
0: 100 (laughs) going
1: back and forth into that so you
0: know i think something that i think is probably common with all the real estate titans is being um, grateful but equally dissatisfied you always have to you know be thankful for everything that you have but just like I can always change this. I can always do something different. I can always grow from where I'm at. Um, that's something that I think a lot of the real estate titans probably have in common together.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I love that you mentioned that because there is a level of humility into mm-hmm. that. You have to be humble enough to learn and continually grow and not pretend that you know it all. Yes. Um, and yeah, I would absolutely agree. The humility and, and mindset into it is is there for all the titans out there. So shout out to the, all the all the titans that are out there that are watching or listening, uh, for sure.
0: Yes. Okay. We're taking it real now.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: We're going to talk about challenges.
1: Ooh, tricky one.
0: I know, I know. But I want to know about challenges personally and professionally. How did you handle the challenges and how did you grow from those challenges?
1: Okay, so, so this particular question is always tricky. I know. Um, you know, it's not easy to air your stuff out in front of everybody. Uh, there's so many challenges that we all deal with. Everybody's going through something or has gone through or hasn't yet, but will. Um, But I think it's important for everybody to know that we all are people. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, we put our pants on the same way and we bleed the same way, Um, you know, and we have hardships and joys just the same way. So for me, uh, to make this episode shorter, even though I know it's going to be a long one, um, I'm going to talk about <laughs> two in particular. Uh, so the first one that I want to talk about is my diagnosis with diabetes, and that would be type 1 diabetes. Um, so a lot of people don't know that about me, that I am a type 1 diabetic. So I was diagnosed when I was 17 years old. Um, So it's technically juvenile diabetes is what Mm -hmm. they consider that. Um, Type one is different from type two. I'm not gonna get into all that specifics, but um, it is hereditary. It's genetics, you either have it or you don't. Um, So most people are like, oh, you're diabetic. You're not overweight. You look like you're in shape. It's not the same thing. My pancreas just isn't working like everybody Mm else's. I'm not producing the insulin to break everything down. Um, So that story behind that, when you're 17, you're invincible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know any teenager that doesn't think that they could just do anything at any time, and you're bulletproof, and I was no different. I mean, I, I was not the best kid, and I apologize to my parents uh, <laughs> all the time, and, and I love them so much, and, and but at the time, I just didn't want to hear it from anybody, uh, I think like most kids. Uh, so I remember very specifically, you know, 17 years old, I'm in high school, uh, and I started feeling off, You know, I'm an athlete, so I'm very in tune with my body, and I knew something was wrong. Um, I started losing a little bit of weight, uh, Mm. which was not normal for me at that time. Uh, And here's where it really came into it. Uh, So I became extremely thirsty. I had this unquenchable thirst. Anybody who's type 1 diabetic who's watching or listening this is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I was extremely thirsty. I couldn't drink enough water, right? And it got to the point where... I w- had to go to the bathroom every two seconds. So I'd have to go to the bathroom, then I'd have to drink water, back to the bathroom, then drink water, closer, 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 to the point where maybe this is too much information. I'm standing over the toilet drinking water as I'm going. I mean, that's how bad it was. And I knew something was wrong, right? Uh, my father is type 1 diabetic, my grandmother is as well, so it runs in the family. So it was no surprise, right? Um, I'm the only one out of my four, you know, the four of us, um, Sean, Jaren, Jeff, that is diabetic. Um, you know, it was a very humbling time in my life, and I think that things happen for a reason. You you need to be shown that we are not invincible, mm-hmm. and there are things that you need to pay attention to. Um, a lot of people going through that, uh, thank goodness I was never hospitalized. Um, a lot of people, their their blood glucose level goes through the roof, and you just pass out, and it's a very scary uh, disease to live with. I mean, I've been living with it my, my whole life. Um, you know, and the highs are very bad um, on your internal organs and then the lows are very scary. You feel out of it. You can't get up, you sweat, you shake. Um, You know, I've had a few of those in my life, but again, I've just been very fortunate that uh, I I stay on it and I focused on the positive. So even going through all this, and I remember going to the doctor and then the hospital and kind of going meeting my first endocrinologist for the first time, um, my mindset was not poor me, you know, why? You know, it was, okay, what do I need to do to figure this out. How, how do I need, How can I handle this? And I know that I can live a full, healthy, happy life. Uh, I've never looked back. Uh, it's, it hasn't been perfect. Like I said, I've had highs and lows, and I'm still working on it every day, and every diabetic is. Um, but I climb mountains. I do 14ers. I do Spartan races. I do Tough Mudders. You know, at that time, I was in the gym four to five days a week. I was lifting heavy. I was cardio. I was a machine, and it was for my health. But I, I took that into a very big positive. I didn't say sad me, poor me. I said, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to run with it. Um, I'm very involved with JDRF, uh, you know, which is a local organization, um, you know, here for Colorado Springs, but also uh, internationally. Um, So there's all kinds of walks and charity functions that happen. Anytime I can talk to kids about it, I do. Uh, So it's a very important thing in my life uh, just to know that you can have a happy, healthy life. I still have 2012 vision, which is better than pilot's vision, I'm told. Uh, so I don't have any issues uh, with it at this point because I'm just just on it. Um, so I guess the takeaway to that for me in my life is, you know, look at it with that glass half full mentality. And I've always been a pretty positive guy. Um, but in those situations, we all have struggles. We all have issues to deal with. So just look at the best of it and say, okay, this is my life and I can't do anything to change it. But how can I make my life better and everybody around me better because of it and run with it? Um, and I think it's very inspiring for people to look at it that way, and that's that's how I did, and that's how I do it. Uh, so that's my first challenge, um, you know, that I'd like to share with everybody. Yes. Uh, next one, not so great, uh, you know, not that that was great, yeah. but um, you know, it, another health issue. So this happened uh, 2017. So this is more recent. Um, so I won't forget, I was uh, hanging out in Breckenridge. We were actually doing some dog sledding. It was really great. You know? So we were up there for the weekend. Um, and something felt off again. Remember, very in tune with my body. I'm an athlete. This is very important to me. And I knew something was wrong. I thought I got food poisoning. So I just felt really sick. Uh, I didn't know what was going on um, you know, with that. And I just thought, OK, stomach bug or food poisoning. Something is going on. I still went dog sledding because that's awesome. If you haven't done that up in Breckenridge, it's really fun. Um, So when I got home, it was still there. And a week goes by, I'm still feeling off. Two weeks go by, I go to the doctor. They're like, "Uh, well, take this medication and see if it feels better. Maybe, you know, I think that they just didn't know what was going on months and months and months go by um, I'm still not myself um, you know I didn't know what was wrong uh, at that point of the height of my fitness uh, you know being in the gym as much as I was I was 170 pounds um, you know and for a 58 frame that's not uh, I'm not super tall so that's a lot of weight to pack on a smaller frame uh, but I was in the gym a lot pushing heavy weight and those sorts of things um, I started losing weight rapidly over that past year in 2017 to the lightest i got was 135 pounds oh my gosh so um, doctor after doctor test after test blood tests stool samples you name it uh, i had to go up to uh, denver uh, the crohn's and colitis um, uh, facility up there at Anschutz, uh, you know to finally get the right care so that's a big takeaway is obviously finding the right doctors get a second opinion get a third opinion um, if they don't know what's going on you have to figure it out uh, but Bottom line is when I was going through that, um, from 170 pounds to 135 pounds. I, I'm a big suit guy, so anybody who knows me, I love tailored and custom suits. It's just it's another passion of mine as well. Um, but I used to be a 42 regular, and at the lightest, I got down to a 38 regular. So I lost a bunch of mass, a bunch of muscle. Um, there was a point, point there when I was retailoring some suits or getting new ones done. And I was still wearing my old suits. I was swimming in them. I looked sickly, and rightfully so. I lost a ton of weight. Um, the worst of it was when I was that, that 135 pounds. Oh, man. And I, I won't forget it. I didn't know what was wrong. I didn't know if I was dying. You know, there was just all kinds of things that were right. happening. And you know, you're running through your life. And again, super positive guy. But I'm in the shower, and I just felt defeated. I mean, I was 135 pounds, just soaking wet. And I just didn't know if there was going to be light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but you know, finding the right doctors and having the support through my wife and my family and my friends in the community, um, I'm back up to 155 pounds. Uh, my suits fit great. Got a bunch of new <laughs> ones, so that's always a good thing. And uh, you know, I, I've never looked back. But what it came down to the diagnosis was a minor set of inflammation and Crohn's. Um, and it was heavily stress-induced. So this is another lesson that I learned in my life. At that particular time in 2017, I was working 80-hour weeks plus every week. I was working, 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 six to eight appointments every day. I worked every day. Um, I don't need to complain to the audience that's watching the show because a lot of us work a lot. Um, But when I was in that shower and I was a shell of myself, I thought, look, you have nothing without your health. Absolutely. You, you, you could work and, and make the, build this legacy and have this. But if I'm not around for my family, it's just it's meaningless. So I really reevaluated the time that I was spending with who I was spending it with. And you know, obviously, with work and, and things along those lines, and, and you know, my life is a lot better. It's still not perfect. I still work a lot. Um, you know, But with Olivia being in my life, there's been adjustments in time frames and things like that. So moral of the story with that is, is that focus on your health, and focus on your family and what really matters because you just don't know how long you're going to be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm lucky that I'm still here, um, still fighting uh, and going through, and life is not perfect, but uh, I'm grateful for every
0: day. Absolutely. I love that I what I took from that story was that you were an advocate for yourself. You made sure that you kept going back and getting the help and the answers that you needed for yourself and for your family, and um, I think that that's something that we would both want everybody to do is – advocate for yourself and or get someone to advocate for you to make sure that you know when you're having hard times and you can't you know when you're having the shakes and all of that someone to come along and make sure that you get the proper medical care and that's really important right so
1: yeah I I, it's but again everybody has struggles and and sorrows out there and I just you you want to be as positive as possible and and get down to it and and really, really, I think that that makes a big difference. Going back to mindset, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, at that time, that's very few times in my life that I did feel sorry for myself, and uh, and I get it. Depression is a thing, and and mm-hmm. being sad and grieving is a thing, and. Um, but the sooner that you can just understand that y- there's things to be done, you can keep moving forward and keep pushing. Um, you know that's that's what motivates. And then having the right people around you to support that, because no one does it alone. So hopefully that helps somebody if they're dealing with any issues. Hopefully you just know that we all deal with them, and you know we're all there.
0: Yes, everybody has issues that they deal with every single day. Yeah. So, so if you could travel back in time okay. and give your younger self some advice what
1: would you say? Oh, gosh. So this is actually one of my favorite questions coming down to it. So on, on a softer note into that, um, I, I really do love this. Now, again, when I was younger, um, you know, I, I really uh, needed that, that piece of humble pie, as you will. So I don't know if a lot of My older self would actually listen to my younger self, if that makes any sense. Uh, You know, so I think that's kind of funny. I don't know if my younger self would make fun of who I am right now, (laughs) but it is what it is. I don't think so. I mean, I think it's interesting to go back, but um, I did have a few things. So the first thing, when it comes down to it, is focus more on my family uh, and my parents. Now, when I was younger, again, I was super independent. Mr. Independent, I can do it myself. I don't need any help. Um, you know, kind of come and go as I please. I was not the best kid, and I've admitted that to my my parents and and you know, begged for forgiveness and appreciation and everything. And we have a great relationship, my mom, my dad, um, you know, when it comes down to that. But I was so busy and focused on growing and moving on, and I wanted to be in one place where I wasn't, right? Ten steps ahead, I wanted mm-hmm. to keep pushing. Um, that I didn't focus on what really matters, which is relationships and family. I was just kind of tunnel vision. Um, So if I could go back, I would really focus more on spending time with my brothers and my parents. Um, And then additionally to that, listening to my parents a little more, uh, because I really didn't. And, you know, they only had the best of intentions out for me. Mm -hmm. And when you're a kid, you're like, what do you know? You know, let's just keep moving forward. But, you know, now that I'm a dad... Um, it's a huge reflection onto me. It's saying, look, you know, actions speak louder than words. And when I was growing up, I was watching. I was paying attention to how my mom and dad interacted and how they were always there for us and how busy they were uh, with their career paths and things along those lines. My mother's an interior designer, so um, she's always very creative, but she was a full-time mom raising four boys. I mean, bless uh-huh. her, right? She's a saint. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's she's a so saint. And she's the best mom. <laughs> I mean, the be- I love you, Mom, all day long. I mean, it's close to Mother's Day. so. Um, but when it comes down to that, I think that if I could go back just saying, hey, you know, cool down a little bit, Spend time with your brothers and listen to your parents every once in a while. Don't be an idiot. I think I would say that. Um, you know, so that's one thing, piece of advice that I give to myself that way. Uh, the next thing is with school. Uh, I was not the best student uh, out there. Uh, you know, I've probably learned more outside of school than I did inside, and that was my fault, not because of the school systems or the education or the teachers, professors, whatever. Um, I never got in trouble at school. I was not that troublemaker. You know, let me rephrase that. I got in trouble a lot, but I didn't get in trouble for drugs or fighting. Uh, I was the guy who wouldn't shut up. Believe it or not, everybody, this is weird. (laughs) You're getting a taste of it. Um, I got in trouble all the time because I was talking to everybody. I wanted to have conversations. I was that kid who just, you couldn't stop. Uh, so I think that if I could go back and you know advise myself, I would say, look, you know, hey, there's time and a place for you to socialize. There's time and a place for you to learn. Uh, learning is extremely important, and whether it's high school or college, higher education, um, you need to set that foundation up, right? Because it's not necessarily the university or what's going on or that piece of paper. Because a lot of times you need it. However, that's teaching your brain and your mindset and motivation to learn continuously. And if mm-hmm. you just don't have that, I mean, I think the stat came out last year that uh, it's 80-plus percent of Americans never finish an entire book after they graduate, Wow. an entire book. So they might start one, but 80-plus percent of Americans just don't read. They just don't continuously read. And to me, that's sad. Um, and I think that we all shouldn't. Like, we're, all, we're all busy. There's different ways to consume data. But again, I would say, hey, Greg, shut up. And focus on school a little bit because it would have got my mindset a little bit differently sooner. Um, so that's one part um, that I would definitely say. Uh, and then let's see, what else would I have said? Um, the last thing that I really would have said to myself, because again, that motivation piece, was just take some time and appreciate where you are and where you've come from mm-hmm. uh, and smell the roses. And this would be, I would say, over the past 10 years, Greg, right? If I could go back, you know, 10 years and not so when I was a lot younger. Um, because everybody in a higher producing mindset is always focused on the next step and the next step. And I'm not here yet, so I have to keep pushing. Uh, but life passes you by so quick. Uh, I, I remember this was maybe my fifth year into the real estate industry you know, on the title side. And um, it was the fastest year of my life. And it just felt like a blink of an eye. And I was talking to my mentor at the time, and he said, "Uh uh-oh, you know what that means? And I said, what? He means you're getting old. And I was like, what do you (laughs) mean I'm getting old? Time goes by quick. And, you know, so many people say with kids added to it, um, you know, the days are long, but the years go by fast. Absolutely. And so just take some time to understand that you're in the place that you are. What we're doing now is going to affect the next five years of our lives. So you have to take the action now, but take some time to appreciate some accomplishments right, to look back into where you were and what you've done in those gaps, right, because everybody goes on major milestones, right, this is episode 100, it's a major milestone, but think about all the steps that it took for you to get to that point, Mm -hmm. whatever it is in your career and to your life and your balance, I think that's so important, um, it's just to take the time and appreciate it, and you know, that's straight advice for myself, so hopefully it's helpful for somebody else who's watching or listening.
0: Absolutely, so one thing as you were talking about, the first thing about, you know, not being the best kid and with your parents, when we were having lunch about a month ago, or mm-hmm. maybe two months ago, you shared about your dad as a father, yeah. and I would love for you to share that again because it was powerful.
1: Yeah, well, for me, when it comes down to it, no matter how busy uh, you know my dad was, he was always there for us, mm-hmm. you know, and and not just me, but again, all four of us, uh, and including mom, right? I mean, he, I just I think the world of my dad, um, and I tell everybody, look, if I'm half the man that he is. I'll be a pretty darn good dad. Um, he's super busy all the time traveling and, and working real hard supporting this family, um, you know, but he was always there at every baseball game. You know, he was there to take us to Dairy Queen and get deli bars, if anybody knows what deli bars are. I mean, I'm kind of, we would we would drive around and we'd, we'd listen to books on tape, right? And I remember that very specifically on road trips and things. And, and you know, we didn't have, everything and we didn't need everything Uh, but we had them we had my dad and my mom um, and again I wouldn't be the man without them uh, without that upbringing it's flat out I I, that's the truth you know I have my wife and I have my family and I have mentors in my life and the people that are around me and that's that's really it so
0: um,
1: yeah but that's that's my dad so I love you dad
0: so let's get to the books you have okay how are you feeding your mind
1: so i I think as we discussed education and continually should be huge 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 takeaways Um, i love to absorb as much data as i can Uh, there's really a couple parts to it so when it comes to the craft and the knowledge and the mindset i like to physically read books um there's something about touching the pages and folding them and highlighting and writing on them i also think they look cool on a shelf when you're done it's just yes. something that i really like is the paper copies uh, hard copies um, when it comes to more entertainment or knowledge i love movies as we kind of discussed there's different ways to consume right so there's podcasts um audio files I, i'm a huge um you know digital side so i'm always listening to books or I'm reading books. And I think that's super important in different time frames. So um, I have some of the books with me here that I'd recommend that have kind of been influential to me. So I want to show everybody these. And I will have links in the comments down below. So the first one ends up being um, this fantastic book, Talent is Overrated, uh, Jeff Colvin. I think this is a fantastic book. And at the end of the day, this is really uh, equalizing everybody. It, it, it's, everybody says, oh, you're so talented. Um, you're so pretty. You're so knowledgeable. Uh, you're, you're just, it's, it's natural to you. No, it's hard work. It's continuous work. If you have not read this book and you think that I'm not good enough, that I can't do that, you can do anything you want in this world. This is really going to break it down. It has so many beautiful examples from athletes, uh, actors, musicians, business professionals, that it had nothing to do with talent. It had to do with consistent work over and over and over practice makes perfect that's how you get to carnegie hall Um, this is a really really good example to that so i like this book um, in particular Uh, this is not going to be a new one for anybody right i mean it is a classic uh, napoleon hill's think and and grow rich Uh, this is one that i try to read once a year Uh, So I'm a firm believer of rereading and reeducating. So I don't think you just read it once and then throw it away uh, because you go through different evolution in your life. So what you might read five years ago or 10 years ago, you reread it today. Your mindset's different. So you might think about something different. Something else might jump out to you, and I think that's crucially important. So I like this book. I don't need to uh, go into huge detail into this, but it is a fantastic one. If you have not read it, please do, because it'll change your mindset um, for business. A lot of great stuff in there. Um, another classic into my mind um, you know, is how to win friends and influence uh, people. This is just good for anybody. I don't care if you're a business professional Whatever you do for a living, this is just about engaging with people and being real and genuine and starting conversations. I think this is a great one. Um, There's a lot of tones in here where if you really pay attention, it's not about being fake. It's about truly engaging and being genuine with people, but how to interact, right? how to really get a conversation going, how to really start this. I think it's a good one. Um, So I like this book um, as well. to the real estate professionals, which are you know majority into this podcast and show, uh, a lot of you are going to be familiar with Grant Cardone. Uh, some people do not like him, and I understand that he's very aggressive, um, sometimes overbearing. Hence, 10x, right? Um, but I think that the principle of understanding to accelerate what you're doing, to yes. push it to another level, if you take the bits and pieces out of this and apply to certain aspects, you can really 10x your life if you wanted to. Uh, I didn't take it as personally with that, but I think there's a lot of really good reminders in here uh, we should focus on, too. Um, This one, for any of the entrepreneurs that are out there, if you have not read or listened to this book, When to Jump, uh, it is huge. Uh, It is such a fantastic book. Now. When people think about jumping, they think about their career change, right? They think about a lifestyle change, a complete drastic difference. This will break down so many professionals from all different walks of life that have made changes in their lives, right? From athletes to authors, um, you know, from uh, what is it? uh, there, There was an example inside here where there was a gentleman who owned a dojo and then essentially what he did is he left because he's a passionate writer and he wrote Sleepless in Seattle right i mean so there there's so many beautiful jumps in life but it could be something as simple as you know starting a cooking class right going to the gym on a consistent basis a jump is a jump so I think that getting your mindset right, preparing for whatever jump it is, this is a huge book. I love this book. Um, really, really good. And then last but not least, and this is nothing that's new, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, this one is a great read. There are certain principles that make sense, certain don't, but pick and choose what stands out to you. You don't have to apply everything that you read and everything you listen to and everything you watch Personally. Just take bits and pieces. Always educate, but I like this book uh, quite a bit. That's
0: a great book. Um, so these are great books. There's yeah. a couple that I don't have as well, so I'm excited to add to my library as well. Awesome,
1: so, awesome. Yeah, and I'm, uh, so I'm a fan of those. And again, I'll have links in the comments down below okay. for everybody to follow along. But I do have. Um, podcast? Yeah, so a couple podcasts when it comes down to it. So I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts, and this sounds kind of silly because I know that this is an actual podcast um, when it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google uh, Podcast, but. Um, I tend to go to the audiobook section, or if I'm learning more, then I look up stuff on YouTube. So there's a lot of great resources that are out there. Um, but I think that when it comes down to... The actual audio file, it's mainly like audible. um, And then again, books on MP3 and not so much podcasting. I know there's a lot of great ones out there. Tim Ferriss has a fantastic uh, podcast. Um, You know, Joe Rogan does a really entertaining one and good one too. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's so many different facets, I think. Just whatever interests you and inspires you, you need to go to. Where I really feed my mind the most and it's really not from books, and it's really not from YouTube or podcasts or audiobooks. It's from conversation. Absolutely. So, my recommendation to anybody out there is if you want to grow who you are, listen to somebody else. Stop talking and start listening to others and where they're from and where their goals are and what they've done to grow. Pros and cons, Um, I travel a lot, as you do, um, speaking on stage, Mm -hmm. um, but also attending conferences to learn. So I think that that's a huge thing. Get outside of your bubble. What happens in Colorado and Colorado Springs doesn't necessarily happen in Manhattan and Malibu, doesn't necessarily happen in Japan and New Zealand. Um, There's so many different things that are happening in the real estate world. You just have to reach out for it. You have to go out, and engage, and interact. And to me, I don't know how you feel about conferences. It's not even so much the people that are on stage, and I hate to say this because I go on stage, Uh, But it's the conversations after,
0: absolutely, right?
1: It's like, what are you doing? What did you take away from that? What are you applying in your marketplace? Picking and choosing. So I think that learning, uh, for me, has always just been conversational. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though I love this, and there's so many different ways to absorb, this is it for me. Yes.
0: I would agree on the conferences and picking like three things that you want to actually implement with the deadline of when you're gonna have them accomplished by
1: Ooh, um,
0: has been great. So I, cause I travel a lot like you do. Mm-hmm. So I say whatever three things that I wanna implement, I'm gonna have that done by the next time I go to a conference. Oh, I love that. So when you go to a lot of conferences, that puts the heat on. Sure. Obviously if you only go to a couple a year, you'd wanna set a different timeline. Right. Um, but yeah, so those are some great takeaways, absolutely. Cool. Um, so what do you feel about coaches?
1: You know, so when it comes down to uh, influencers, coaches, I know that there's so many professionals, especially in this series, uh, that hire coaches, that mm-hmm. hire people that are out there. And, and they can be pricey, but everybody that I talk to that has that as a part of their life and their business it, it pays for itself tenfold. Um, so I think that if you're in a certain place where you know you need to grow, a coach is great. Vet your coach, right? Don't just use who your friend's using. Do your due diligence. Make sure that it's right for your niche, for what you do. Um, I think that's great. But there's different levels to that. There's paid coaches, but then there's also masterminding. So Absolutely. I'm a big fan of you know getting things if you don't have to pay a lot of money for it, uh, which is mastermind groups. So look out to your peers, right? Uh, and, and it can be global with Zoom calls and mm-hmm. FaceTime. I mean, I can be on the phone. Uh, with Zoom, somebody in California, somebody in Arizona, somebody in Florida, I mean, like this. So it, it, you don't limit yourself just to the people that are around you or on your team or in your office. Reach out to grow. So I think that having a coach or an accountability partner, uh, whether it's a gym membership <laughs> or if it's a business, or any you need to have that. Everybody needs some push and motivation, even though the top-tier professionals very self-motivated want to grow, want to do it. They're self-driving, but everybody needs a little bit of help. Um, So I think that that's that's really, really great stuff when it comes to to coaching. Now, influencers, when it comes to Uh, you know like different social media or coaches along those lines there's so many great ones out there I mean influencers that stick out to me I I guess I want to say some of the classics like Zig Ziglar Um, you know Tony Robbins Uh, you know there's so much that's out there Um, some relevant to real estate you know Tom Ferry Brian Mm -hmm. Buffini I mean I know you're close with Tom um, but I think that there's there's so many different facets of inspiration and coaches I mean Gary Vee's another one right he's He's (laughs) He's <laughs> polarizing sometimes, and Gary, if you're watching, and this is just the honest truth, and you'd appreciate it. Um, I think that really going into it and having some engagement with him and understanding, uh, you take it with a grain of salt. He drops a lot of F-bombs. He can be very harsh, but he's real. He, he's just he's talking about the reality, of the situation, the markets, and he's very technical, and I like that. Um, so, I mean, the list would go on and on and on, but those are a few that kind of stick out to me. I love it. Cool.
0: So what mantras or quotes do you live by that uh. sum you up as a man, a husband, and a professional.
1: Oh, gosh, so you know me. I'm I'm a quote junkie. Um, I I put out motivational memes and quotes, and I know some people are like, "Oh, really?" Uh, I've been doing Nobody it. Nobody for- thinks that. Okay,
0: and if they should, if they if you do, just unfollow him. Yeah, because just please, we like them. Please don't. Yes. I, I've, I've been <laughs> he created- says, please don't. <laughs> please I'm don't. like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, it's good content. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, It's good content. I, I just I think that everybody should be genuine to who you are. Create what motivates you, right? So that's all I'm doing is reflecting into my life, and hopefully it touches somebody else. And if it doesn't, it's okay, because I reflect it for myself originally. Yes. Um, and I think everybody should create real content that way. But, um, yeah, I've been posting those for almost three years now. Uh, you know, very consistently with that. So there's so many that stick out to me. And me being a movie junkie, I could pull so many different movie quotes that I think are really fun um, and awesome. But I, I want to make sure that I say this exactly right. Um, this one I actually have engraved into one of my card cases. Is this a movie
0: quote?
1: It is not. Oh, thank goodness. It is not. You're <laughs> like, no. I mean, even though a gladiator quote would be pretty cool, but no. So what, what I would do in here is this is really my favorite quote. And this is one that I absolutely think it sums up what you were just uh, talked about. Um, arguably, it's an Aristotle quote. Some people have said that it's you know, maybe not him. But either way, I like the quote, whether it's Aristotle or not. Uh, we are what we repeatedly do, excellence. Therefore, it's not an act, but a habit. Um, so I think that that's really important to know is that you have to be consistently who you are. You have mm-hmm. to keep putting the work in. It doesn't happen overnight. But if you're passionate about it and you care, You'll see the results. You'll make an impact. Um, and that's how I live my life, in all ways of my life. Um, so I, I find that sums it up.
0: That was very well said. Thank and you. a great, and you know, I was waiting for it to not be, just so you know. Oh, like I was kind of waiting. To like come
1: on, where's the faith? Where's bit. the love? Well,
0: I knew you were going to nail it, but um, you did an amazing job. And you are a remarkable husband, father, business leader in this community and speaking from someone who has learned so much from you. I'm so thankful that you've taken the time to help us and guide us and mentor us along the way when you don't have to. There's nothing financial to gain from it other than just coming from a place of support and being a really great neighbor because we're also neighbors. Oh, so gosh. I see him walking his dog every day. <laughs> That's right.
1: Be neighborly, everybody. Right. Say hi. Roll the window down. You know, so <laughs> I, 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 yes. I want to thank you, Treasure. I yes. mean, again, for, for being the guest host and, and doing so amazing and just pulling this information out of me. And 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 one little thing, you know, we'll, we'll kind of go after that is how I proposed off camera. Um, we'll I know Treasure on. won't let me forget, but uh, <laughs> I, I just wanted to thank you again so much for your time. And, and hopefully everybody out there really got something out of this. I'm honored um, that people were tuning in and and really paying attention, showing all your love and support after now episode 100 of Real Estate Titans.
0: Congratulations. Uh,
1: Yes, thank you. I mean, I'm just so excited and I really look forward to the next 100 episodes. Uh, So everybody tune in. If you like what we're doing here, don't forget to like the Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel and take a look at iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts or say take a listen. Um, And we'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.
0: Congratulations. Thanks,
1: Treasure. Yes.